Hey there, everybody. We're back again with another episode of the SmartCast Wrestling Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Kevin. How you doing, Kev? Pretty good, pretty good. Excited for King of the Ring coming up. Going to be doing some predictions here. Um, how you doing today? Uh, pretty good. I actually got my buddy and a very special guest today. We have Coach Jay from the Wrestling Burrito. How you doing, Coach Jay? I'm excited to be here. This is another treat. Uh, I guess we're good at impromptu episodes, so excited. Let's do it. Yeah, we're like three for three now with these impromptu episodes, whether uh, Coach Jay comes on to our show or I've been on the Wrestling Burrito or whatever combination we find between the four of us. But it's good to have you here. King of the Ring came out of nowhere, but I'm pretty excited. I was a little skeptical about it at first, but after seeing the brackets come out yesterday, uh, it's looking like a very promising tournament. So we were hoping to make some predictions. Um, So you boys want to start off with the Raw or the SmackDown side of things? Uh, I think Raw would be cool to start with. Okay, cool, because, I mean, the first match I see on the Raw side is Cesaro versus Samoa Joe. How are you guys feeling about that? Let's start with you, Kev. How are you feeling about Cesaro versus Samoa Joe? Well, first off, uh, I hope they allow this match to be the match that we know it can be because we already know how technically good they are in ring. Um, this match would be really, really good if they just allow it to kind of let them do their own thing. Um, I think they're going to give Joe the win here just because he, I think he really needs the win a lot more than Cesaro does. Um, granted, I know that Cesaro gets uh, a bit of um, – his booking gets criticism that he's not booked strong enough sometimes. And um, sure, I mean, there's nothing wrong with booking him to win this match if you wanted to. It really could go either way, but I think – and I, uh, I think Joe will win, and I think he kind of should win in my opinion. What about you guys? Um, yeah, I'll let Coach Jake give his thoughts, and then I'll put my my two cents forth. So, Kev, that was great. Um, I agree with every single thing you said. Uh, the only I am going to pick Samoa Joe, but I will throw in the caveat that the only way I do think Cesaro wins is if there is some kind of interference or something where somebody comes and attacks Samoa Joe, who's been very outspoken the last couple weeks, and somebody maybe costs him the match, and Cesaro, after having a good long match, picks up a cheap win. Um, but I think they give the win to Samoa Joe here, setting up uh, something big in round two. Now, for me, my heart would love to see Cesaro win. I think he's absolutely deserving of a big push because as a singles competitor, he's been nothing less than exceptional. So I, as much as I would love for Cesaro to win, I have to agree with both of you. I think Samoa Joe is going to definitely take this one. He's been involved in some bigger storylines after, you know, the Roman situation and then uh, helping out Shane and wrestling Kevin Owens and all that. I think he, he's in line for a bigger push and him getting the victory in the first round seems likely. Yep, solid answer. Yeah, so um, I guess we'll bounce now over to this match that would connect with it. So the winner of that match, which we're saying is Samoa Joe, would wrestle the winner of the next match, which is Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre. And I think with no doubt, as much as I would you know, love to see Ricochet still move forward toward the main event picture, I think it's safe to say that Drew McIntyre takes this. He is definitely somebody who needs to be pushed he's one of the best wrestlers i mean he just had this feud uh with cedric alexander which was small but very great um i think versus ricochet it's likely that drew mcintyre just dismantles him completely and maybe we probably see some interference from like the club as well uh since drew mcintyre plays the heel role so it would only be fitting that if interference were to happen he's going to take advantage and probably claim more kick the shit out of ricochet yeah, um, that uh, that was actually a really, really good answer because I didn't even put two and two together and think that the club might interfere because 
they probably will now that I think about it, because they've been protecting Ricochet pretty nicely. You know, yeah, he did lose to AJ Styles recently, but I, I don't think that really took much away from him. It was still a good match. And the fact that he's already won a U.S. championship is already really impressive. Um, so I think he gets by just on his match quality alone and his wrestling ability. Um, so I think they're going to give it to Drew because they have big, big plans for Drew. And um, they're starting to... I think they're going to be slowly pushing him back into that um, more of that main event scene. Not quite the main event scene like he was before. He was kind of in like that upper mid card scene, but definitely getting him back to that elevated spot where he should be at. So I do think Drew's going to win, and I think you're right with that interference from the club um, that can keep that feud going, and uh, it kind of helps Ricochet protect his booking a little bit because it gives him a reason. It's like, oh well, if he wasn't there, he might have won. So uh, you're given that. So yeah, I think Drew takes this one. Okay, yeah, and how about you, Coach Jay? How you feeling? So, this morning we were talking, and you kind of hinted to me behind the scenes that you thought this tournament, at least this side of the bracket, was set up for Drew. Um, I kind of agree, and you got me there, and I guess we're going to be six for six because I don't see it going any other way than Drew. I think Ricochet is currently in other storylines. He's doing other things, and that call and the club interfering is is probably a great call and now that it's out there it's probably what will likely happen i totally agree and we're six for six okay so i I guess we're all in agreement there as well so i'm gonna leave raw where it is right now let's move over to smackdown but i'm gonna kind of go diagonal in what i'm seeing in the bracket right so i'm going to the bottom right and i'm looking first at what i think is going to be a very you know underdog matchup in at least on paper in Chad Gable versus Shelton Benjamin. Um, now, before we make our decision here, I've been reading like some rumors and I saw that apparently they may look to change Chad Gable's actual ring name. Some people have been hinting at the name like Shorty G or Shorty, something along those lines. I think even uh, if I'm not mistaken, Shelton Benjamin called him Shorty on TV the other night. So they're, they've been hinting at that. But I think Chad Gable's a guy that although he is small, the guy can wrestle. He goes in as far as every single match goes. Um, since he's kind of been repackaged, he's really come back with a bang. And I hope this is a way to like get him to move a little more into like not a main event picture, but you know, get some credibility under his name as a competitor because we know him to be a credible tag team wrestler, but he's an incredible singles wrestler as well. So with that being said, my pick is going to be Chad Gable. Yeah, I think Chad Gable is definitely going to take this. They really seem to like Chad Gable. And I actually didn't know that that he was going to be possibly repackaged. So that's interesting to know. Um, You know, on paper, this match, it would probably be a dream match for me if these guys could really do what we know they can do. But the problem is, is ever since Shelton Benjamin has came back from his long hiatus from WWE, um, he just has not been booked the same. And I mean, it's to the point where I don't even know what his finisher is anymore because he like kind of doesn't really have one or, um, I mean, not one that sticks out in my mind. So uh, he just isn't given wins really. Um, so I, I'm, I'm afraid they're not going to give Shelton a lot of offense here and it's going to be like kind of a, maybe not a disappointing match, but just, I don't know. It just probably, I, I'm, I'm not expecting it to be an amazing match, even though I know they are both amazing wrestlers. And Shelton Benjamin is one of my favorites because I grew up watching him and I know what that guy can do. And he's worth a lot more than what he's given right now. So I definitely think Chad Gable is going to win this for sure. Yeah, I think that 
Um, Chad Gable is the pick here. He's the young guy. The interesting thing to me is that this is the only match on the card, well, on the first round, that it, they were a tag team for a little while. And so the chemistry these guys have together, the, the way these guys work in the ring together, they're very familiar with each other. And I think, like you said, Kevin, if these guys get the time that they deserve and the time and these matches are actually featured and not quick like quick decision matches with not a lot of moves. I think that a lot of these matches could steal the show. And this could be a really good opportunity for WWE to step forward in raising the product of actual in-ring performing on each episode. So yeah, Chad Gable. Um, but I would like to see this match set the tone for the entire tournament. And I think it will. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Chad Gable, he's just, he's too exceptional not to have going over in this situation. And I think Shelton Benjamin understands that as well. But yeah, Kevin, what you were saying about Shelton Benjamin hits it right on the head. His booking has definitely been off and it would just be weird if you were to come out with a win. Cause he is not the guy you would expect to really be moving forward in this tournament. And, you know, just one last thing about Shelton Benjamin that I found interesting. Um, I remember seeing an interview with him and he said the reason this was when he hadn't returned yet to SmackDown. And he had said the reason why he hasn't returned yet is because WWE said they had nothing planned for him and that they'd only bring him back when they have something planned for him. And then later on, when he was getting announced for a, a return, I heard through different podcasts that he was he did have something planned for him. And I'm just not sure what that exactly was because it didn't really seem to go anywhere. So um, that's also like why I don't think he's going to beat Chad Gable is because I don't, just don't think they have any plans for him. It just seems like they always start to go a little somewhere with him and then just kind of drop it out of nowhere. And they just haven't given him a chance at all since he's uh, returned again. It's a shame because, uh, like I said, he's he's still in such great shape and he could really still go. Uh, I mean, seriously, that guy can still put on amazing matches if they would just let him. But yeah. No, agreed 100%. So the next matchup we have right here is Apollo Cruz versus Andrade. And I already know Coach Jay is 100% going to agree with me. And I'm like 95% certain you're about to agree with me. I think it's safe to say Andrade takes this one. How are you feeling about um, that? Andrade, yeah, yeah, that's for sure. Sorry about that. Um, Andrade is definitely going to win this match. I think Apollo is straight up only in this tournament just so that he can take the uh the the loss there um andrade is should be pushed he's another guy that i see i mean back when they did the money in the bank um earlier in the year i thought he should have won that honestly him or drew um obviously they had different plans but andrade is someone that you have to book in that really really upper part of the scene whether it be main event or upper mid card he needs to be close to the main event scene you know maybe not exactly always in it but just always just near it and the way that nxt was booking him with uh you know just so strong and so solid ever since he was with zelina i think has been awesome so i think they should just keep going with that like obviously they haven't been going that exact same route they've been kind of pulling back on him uh with his push but they're still giving him a little something i do think vince likes him i think everyone seems to like him and knows how good he is and i think he's just the future of this company i think he is one of the best heels uh just getting by on his in-ring ability alone. I mean, how many wrestlers can actually do that? They don't need to really speak on the mic that much. They can just kind of get by with just the wrestling alone. So uh, with that being said, I think Apollo is there to just take the loss and uh, to make Andrade look good. But nevertheless, I think it'll be a fun match. Yeah, I, I really think it's going to, again, I agree. Andrade is a main event type of superstar. 
Um, he should be pushed that way, and I think he will be pushed that way, and I think the king of the ring, and especially this side of the bracket, not to foreshadow anything, but I think this side of the bracket is really set up for Andrade to uh, perform throughout and to steal the show throughout. And a big indicator for that to me is that he beat Rey Mysterio 2-0 in a two-out-of-three falls match. And every two-out-of-three falls match that we see goes 1-1, and then somebody wins. But the fact that he went over a, a solid wrestler in Rey Mysterio 2-0 shows what they have planned for Andrade, and I think he takes it very quickly here. Okay, so yeah, that, that's pretty agreeable right there. Andrade is definitely a top player. I think especially dating Charlotte Flair now has been boosting his confidence and helping him, you know, really sharpen every tool he has in his arsenal. Uh, but we're going to take it across the pond again, I guess, in a sense, uh, back to Raw. And we're at the bottom left of the bracket now. We have Cedric Alexander versus Sami Zayn. Now, as much as I'd like to see Cedric win, and he was just getting that push with Drew, I feel like Sami Zayn actually might take this victory. So I'm I'm going with Sami Zayn. What about you, Kev? I could see why you would think Sami Zayn is going to win this, and he very might well be. This is, uh, I think, one of the harder ones to predict. I will go into it in just a little bit why I think Sami Zayn could win, but ultimately I think I'm going to stick with Cedric because I think ever since this thing where – that angle where he – unmasked and was attacking drew or whatever i think they do see something in cedric then they do want to give him a push kind of like how they were pushing ali and how they want to push ali and i'm sure they're going to get back to that um i think that's what they want to do with cedric on raw they see that he is this cruiserweight who can transition into something bigger so i am gonna see cedric on this because not only that maybe he could it could lead to how we predicted Drew winning. It could lead back to that rematch because I really enjoyed that match between Cedric and Drew. Uh, what about you, Jay? Um, so on the Wrestling Burrito, follow us on social media and listen to us every Friday at noon or wherever you get your podcast. Uh, we play this game every week called Does Did Sami Zayn Take a Pin This Week? And for probably the last two and a half months, pretty much every week, the answer is yes. Um. I actually think the answer is going to be no this week. I think Sami Zayn is going to win. Um, I think that Sami Zayn's long-term character uh, will be a guy that loses to guys like Aleister Black and loses eventually probably to a guy like Bray Wyatt. Um, He'll lose to those main event type people. Um, I don't see him advancing far in this tournament, but I think that in order to keep his character believable, he does need to pick up a win once in a while. Um, he might pick up a cheap win over Cedric. I think Cedric's future in the WWE is probably a little brighter. Um, but I think Sammy being the more established wrestler, um, kind of being a little tiny bit higher up on the totem pole than Cedric Alexander right now, um, I don't think it it helps. I think it does help Cedric to pick up a win here, but I think it hurts Sammy more than it hurts Cedric uh, when they pick up a loss. So I'm going to go Sammy Zayn. Now, the reason for me why I really chose Sami Zayn is based on the next matches, the Miz versus Baron Corbin. Um, I think the Miz is going to win because Sami's really been outspoken about guys 
who have been, you know, pushed the way the Miz is being pushed pretty much as a baby face. So I feel some way that's going to tie into like the second round. And I'm going to go with Miz over Baron Corbin, especially on the fact too, that Baron Corbin has kind of been off TV for a little bit. So I feel this one may have like a little bit of a screwy or different kind of finish rather than your traditional, you know, Miz hits the, um, the finisher and he gets his, his, you know, one, two, three pin nice and easy. I think something different is going to happen like a roll up or interference or something in general. Uh, but Miz is going to take that win, I think, in the first round. Agreed. Definitely think Miz is taking that win. And that's the reason why I said I could see why anyone would think Sami Zayn's going to win, and he still might win. Uh, that's the Cedric versus Sami is the one I'm probably the most unsure of out of this whole bracket. But with that being said, I think that the Miz uh, will win, and they can do Sammy versus Miz if that were the case, so they can keep that heel versus face dynamic going that they love to do so much. And Baron Corbin, he can just be there kind of, again, to just take that loss because he's been off TV, so I think they recognize that the crowd's getting a little tired of him um, and a little might be a bit of an understatement there. So the fact that he's been off TV has been really refreshing lately the, the past few weeks. It's, it's really made Raw uh, drag less, in my opinion, and I've just enjoyed the last couple episodes of Raw, especially this week, a lot more than usual. There's just something a, a little different recently, so I kind of hope they keep something fresh going, but I'll say The Miz takes, uh, takes this one. Yeah, I think this is pretty quick and easy. Um, Miz wins. Baron Corbin's been off TV. You guys know. You said everything there is to say. So Miz, and let's move forward back across the diamond. Why did we do it like well, this? It's a square. Oh, it's it's like a square you rectangle. Turn it, you turn it sideways. It's yeah, but the way they shaped it, it's a rectangle. But um, yeah. So we're we're gonna go back up to the right now and i the reason i really kind of did it like this is because like we there's kind of more predictable matches you know i want to make sure we we include those who deserve that attention as well so we're going to go in a different order so everybody gets an even fair share of time so anyway we're back up we're in the top right of smackdown looking at the bracket first match you see is kevin owens versus elias now Coach Jay was mentioning quite a few angles to me, but I'll let him explain those himself uh, when he when he gets the mic. But you got Kevin Owens versus Elias. Obviously, Kevin Owens already has beef with Shane McMahon. Elias is on Shane McMahon's corner, right? And ours in Shane McMahon's corner, rather say. Um, but I mean, I think it's safe to say, and at least in my end, I'm believing that Kevin Owens is going to pick up this victory. He's getting one hell of a push. I don't think he's going to lose to Elias unless Shane McMahon involves himself. But I'm going to stick with Kevin Owens because I don't think he's going to lose in the first round just yet. I think it's a lock that Kevin Owens win this, wins this. Um, I don't think it makes any sense for, for Elias to win it. doesn't need to be pushed. Elias isn't the type of guy that really needs to push, especially not at right this point in the game. Kevin Owens does, though, um, especially with where they're going with him and how much the crowd is getting behind him. I definitely think Kevin Owens should and will take the win for that. So I don't think that... The Kevin Owens Shane McMahon feud is over. I think they still have another match coming forward that will re- result in Shane McMahon being off TV and agreed that kind of thing. Um, so I am going to say Elias here because I do think that Shane McMahon is going to interfere in this match and cause Kevin Owens the match because I see as this tournament progresses that when the this tournament results at probably the next pay per view or wherever it is that we'll have a Kevin Owens Shane McMahon match on that card and. Later in the tournament, I don't see Kevin Owens with his momentum picking up a loss to somebody else. So this is the only match that makes sense to me looking forward that he loses. So I'll go with Elias. All right. And I I don't think it's 
not possible for that to happen. I think it is possible. So it's definitely this. This is one I'm up in the air about, but I I feel more confident that Kevin Owens will win. But looking right under that, I think another underdog match that a lot of people aren't, you know, really thinking is going to be a top match is Ali versus Buddy Murphy. Um, now, if I'm not mistaken, they both were not in 205 Live at the same time, right? Ali went up to the main roster, I think, right when Buddy Murphy pretty much went, um, you know, to 205 Live. So this is a great match that I want to see. Um, and I'm actually going with Buddy Murphy on this. I think after his match with Roman last week, we may see an unexpected surprise win from him. And then... Who knows? Ali was kind of like hinting at the Intercontinental title, but they had their match, I think, right? Or no? They haven't really done it, right? So, I mean, I would think maybe Shinsuke comes in this match and interferes along they some lines. Oh, they did it at Smack. Well, that's not that's not real to me. Like, you know, I, I want to actually see it like on TV or on a pay-per-view. So to me, you know, it's like one thing if it's at Smackville. It's another thing if you like actually build toward a pay-per-view. So I'm going with Buddy Murphy on this one. That's a solid pick, Buddy Murphy. I'm, I'm going to go with that as well. And the reason why I said Kevin Owens would be Elias is because while I do recognize that Shane McMahon could get involved and cost the match, and that's also a good way to uh, book to, to give a reason for Kevin Owens not to win this tournament in general. It kind of protects him a little bit. Um, I still think Kevin Owens is going to win so that he can face Buddy Murphy uh, so they can keep that face versus heel dynamic going there. Um Ali versus Buddy Murphy is the match I'm looking forward to the most in this tournament. And I guess while I do think Ali was in 205 before Buddy, I do think they did cross paths and and they did have a match or two, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but regardless, they both, them two, Buddy Murphy, Ali, and Cedric Alexander are three of the absolute best cruiserweights I've ever seen. Um, they are on another level. Uh, compared to the other cruiserweights, as great as they all are, these guys are like the three who could really get shit done and change the game and really transcend to that uh, transcend to that uh, main event scene. These guys are all capable, in my opinion, of winning the biggest titles that they have to offer. Um, Buddy Murphy is amazing. One of the be- one of my favorite wrestlers right now uh, in in the entire world. Just this guy is nuts, and I, I think you need to push this guy to the moon. Um, not necessarily right now. He doesn't need to win this whole tournament or anything like that. But you do need to give him some strong wins now. And I think um, having that match with Roman, I think, did great for him. But uh, now that he took that loss, I think we want to give him a win. I think Ali can afford a loss right now because you can kind of chill out with him a little bit until you're ready to push him into that Intercontinental Championship scene whenever they, they want to do that. And we've shown – they've already shown us that um, – Ali's ready to go whenever. They, they can pull the trigger on him whenever they need to. So, you know, there's no really no rush, I don't think, right now with Ali. He's not being buried, in my opinion. You can always save him for later down the line. Um, but Buddy Murphy is starting to get kind of hot right now, especially with that uh, Roman match. I think he's got a bit of momentum you want to keep up. So I'm going to go with Buddy Murphy on this one. Um, so, <laughs> Kevin, we need to start talking about wrestling a little more because we have a lot of the same thoughts and ideas. I think that... Buddy Murphy is one of the guys that you look at at the mid-level right now as younger wrestlers that has a chance to be a main event star. He is he has the look, he has he can speak, he can wrestle. I mean, he can do everything and I think guys like him, guys like Andrade, um you look across the board, guys like Ricochet, they have uh, guys like Aleister Black, guys like Bray Wyatt, they have a ton of future new young stars that they could have. Um however, I look at what the two guys are doing right now, 
and Buddy Murphy is kind of involved with Daniel Bryan and Rowan, and I don't necessarily think that's over. Um, I think what we're going to see here is at some point Daniel Bryan and Rowan are going to attack Buddy Murphy, and Roman Reigns is going to save Buddy Murphy, and you'll ha- and that'll set up a tag team match or something to keep Roman Reigns kind of in the mid card. So because of that, because I see another path for Buddy Murphy, and I don't necessarily see another path for Ali, I think Ali is going to pick up the win here. You talked about Kevin that heel versus face dynamic. I think that's what we're going to get from Elias and Ali, um, as opposed to Buddy versus Kevin Owens. So I'm going with Ali. You know, I didn't even think about that, but that is a fantastic prediction. And I think you might be actually right on that. Um, We'll see what happens, but that honestly sounds exactly like what they're going to do because you know they love to have any excuse to build to a tag team match. So that that honestly sounds like exactly what they're going to do. And to me, this is is the match for me that I'm most 50-50 with. Um, But all right, so we pretty much have our storylines lined out at this point. So... Let's go with our final four. So my final four at this point, right? So right now in my bracket, I still have left Samoa Joe versus Drew McIntyre. I have Sami Zayn versus Miz. I have Kevin Owens versus Buddy Murphy. And then I have Gable versus Andrade. So if I had to go with my four for that, I'm going with Drew McIntyre. He's going to take the win over Samoa Joe. Um, I have... The Miz beating Sami Zayn because I think that's where Sami Zayn will fall and the Miz will move to the finals against Drew McIntyre. And then on the other side, I think something may happen in the second round where Kevin Owens loses. But I I don't know if I could see Buddy Murphy going over, but I'm still for some reason going to go with Buddy Murphy into the finals because I do think he has that future for him. Um, So Buddy Murphy over Kevin Owens due to interference by Shane McMahon some way, somehow. And then Chad Gable versus Andrade. I think that's the match of the entire tournament right there. But Andrade's going to go over. And I think Andrade goes to the finals as well. So my final four right now is Drew McIntyre, The Miz, Buddy Murphy, Andrade. What about you, Kev? Solid picks. Um, Drew is definitely taking that first one. That's that's a given, in my opinion. So we got Drew. And then um, Drew and Miz is where I'm going. So we got Drew, Miz, and then Kevin Owens, Buddy Murphy. Um, for that one, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna say Kevin Owens for that one, and then uh, Andrade or Chad Gable. Yeah, Andrade is definitely gonna be taking that one. So I got uh, Andrade versus Kevin Owens, and then we got Drew McIntyre versus the Miz. Um. So due to somewhat of time constraints, I am not paid enough to be on this entire episode um so i'm gonna actually just run through the rest of my tournament and plug my show for two seconds and then give you guys the mic to run with it um so i have samoa joe versus drew mcintyre i mean i'm kind of going chalk here this is like having duke run through the tournament uh you have drew mcintyre winning here the miz over Sami Zayn. i'm going ali over elias and i'm going andrade over chad gable um, f- quickly, my final four, I have Drew McIntyre going over The Miz and Andrade going over Ali. And in the finals, I have... Oh, God, I love Andrade so much. I don't know. I didn't think this far through. Um, because I'm going to be different, and I know 
there's going to be one of you that picks Drew McIntyre. I'm going to go Andrade as the winner. Um, I think that Andrade has a huge future. I think either way, Drew McIntyre has a huge future. And I think Andrade being a young star, um, they can build more off of him being the king of the ring uh, or whatever king of the ring is in Spanish. He's different than a lot of the um, king of the ring superstars they've had in the past. So with that, I'm out, guys. I really appreciate you having me on the show. Um, If everybody that is listening to the show can go follow the wrestling burrito on all social media fronts on Instagram. It's the wrestling burrito on Twitter. It's wrestling burrito. Um, we do outside of what we do with WWE. We follow an independent wrestling company called riot pro wrestling. They allow us backstage. They allow us to interview their guys. They allow us really great behind the scenes footage. Their general manager sits down with us, uh, once a month and goes through everything. We have stuff on YouTube with them backstage with their wrestlers. Uh, Chico Adams, who's in the WWE developmental uh, is their world champion right now. So go check that out. Go check out Riot pro wrestling. They're, they're touring all over Florida and I just give them all the love because they have people that work very, very hard and very, very diligently. So again, smart cast. I love you guys. I love the show. Thank you for having me on. And with that, I am out. Thanks, Coach Jay, for stopping by. It was a pleasure absolutely having you here on SmartCast once again. Uh, for you know those who heard him, definitely go give them a follow on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you could pretty much find podcasts. And they even have video content on YouTube with Riot Pro Wrestling. Uh, but Kevin and I will take over from here with the remainder of our predictions. And don't worry, we're not going to just fly on through it. We're definitely here to give you every detail of why we believe these winners will absolutely win uh but yeah let's take it to the final four so we have our final four already set um so we'll start you know this time we'll go in a more organized way we'll start in the top left with raw we both said uh that we have drew mcintyre versus the miz and i think i mean you and i have talked about it multiple times we absolutely wholeheartedly believe that drew mcintyre is like the future of WWE. This guy has literally the whole package. He is, as they describe him, a hybrid athlete. I mean, it's hard to deny that this guy is literally like the Terminator of wrestling. So I'm going with Drew McIntyre to move into the finals because, once again, you just can't deny his skill set. His skill set is top tier. Like he is as if, you know, all the wrestling you and I grew up on from the Attitude Era to the Ruthless Aggression Era was transitioned into today's wrestling. It's He's just a, a, a home run kind of superstar. So Drew McIntyre all the way there. Yep, I'm going with Drew McIntyre as well. There is, I don't think there's any way The Miz wins unless there was like some type of interference or something like that. But I don't, I don't see them booking it that way. I don't really think Miz screams King of the Ring. You know, it's just not... Not not now, at least, you know, and not that he can't ever do it, but not the way they've been booking him lately. And it just it doesn't make sense to me. I think Drew, it makes all the sense for him to um, make it to the finals. And like you said, growing up with the attitude and ruthless aggression eras, this is some guy who could who really could have fit into those eras. And it's almost like, you know, just like a past superstar just in the wrong era almost. But, you know, I, and I, I mean that. In a nice way. I don't mean that, you know, like um, in a demeaning way or anything like that. I just mean like he was so ahead of his time is all. Um, he, he's so great. And like he still fits in so nicely with this roster now. You know, I, I love having him around now. But all I'm saying is that he could fit in any of these eras. And then he fit in so nicely even in NXT. Um, sure, he wasn't getting like the he, – he would always thrive in the, in the in the main roster for sure. He's a, he's just that guy. He's, he's so – 
appealing to the, to the mass audience, I think, with his size and just how intimidating he is and how powerful he is that he just is made for the main roster. But I still loved his work, even in NXT. I love everything Drew does, face or heel. I think he's great. And, um, yeah, I think they see big, big things for Drew, and I definitely see big things for Drew. So he's taking this one for sure. All right. Well, I'm glad we agree there. And I, I feel like we're also going to agree on the next one. I mean, Coach Jay was kind of explaining it in a good way about why he believes this. But um, we have, I think both you and I have this. No, actually, we have different ones. You chose KO. I chose Buddy. Uh, but I think regardless in this one, I think we could both potentially agree that Andrade is going to win. I think Andrade is going to go to the finals. He's a guy that absolutely not only needs but deserves this push. Um, and I do like the dynamic that he would be, I think, one of the first Spanish King of the Rings, if not the first. Um, and he'd be perfect for it. I think King Andrade would be a good persona for him because he already moves like royalty. It would only be right that he adapts to royalty. So I'm going with Andrade to move on to the finals versus Drew. As much as I would love Kevin Owens to be crowned King of the Ring, because I'm sure that's like a huge, huge dream of his. Um, I think he even said that it was on, on Raw or SmackDown. Sorry, um, I, I I don't think he's going to win. I think this is where Shane gets involved, and I think this is where because I think he will hit harder that he's gotten so close, and this is what escaped him. Now maybe he makes it to the finals. Maybe he versus it's him versus Drew, so they can keep that face versus heel thing going. But for some reason, I don't know why, I just have this feeling that this is going to be the match, Andrade versus Kevin, that Shane gets involved. And I think Andrade is going to go to the finals versus Drew. And I think either of these guys you can go with for a king of the ring. I think it would be great for either of them. And I, I think there's so much potential in both of these guys to rise to the top. And I think the company sees big things in both of them as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the, these are the two guys who are, you know, the face of the company. So, you know, for me, I'm actually going to go with Drew as the final winner. Um, I think Drew is just somebody who exemplifies usually like what WWE wants. Like he is a Vince guy. I mean, when he was first, you know, into WWE, he was known as the prodigy and he was like, quote unquote, under Vince McMahon's wing pretty much. And I think he's literally what Vince looks for. So I think it's safe to say that Drew McIntyre wins this because he's in need of a much, you know, bigger push than he's already received. He's not a lackey for Shane McMahon. He's not just, you know, a here and there guy, you know, to push over somebody into the main event. He is the main event guy. And I think this is exactly what he needs because the thing with Andrade is, is if he goes to the finals, I think he doesn't you know, lose anything if he loses in the finals. I think it's huge for him to go to the finals because I don't think a lot of general WWE fans right now expect him to go to the finals. So for me, I think it's still win-win situation if Andrade loses in the finals because uh, in SmackDown, he'll still move into a main event picture. But I think Drew is the guy right now that you need to be in the main event picture. And, you know, I would think that if they win the King of the Ring tournament, they're in line for a title push. So this is exactly what he needs. So this way, whatever match Seth Rollins has next moves on with the next pay-per-view and Drew McIntyre will move into the role of actually having a universal title shot. Yeah, that's, that's a great answer. Um, I, I don't know what this leads to with the winner wins. I could have sworn when I started watching that 
it was when you won King of the Ring, you won a title shot at SummerSlam, like the WWE Championship title shot at SummerSlam. Well, I know they did that with Booker T. I know they did that with Booker T, but a few people didn't really get that. Yeah, Brock too. Brock won it as well. And I think Mm -hmm. Stone Cold as well did the same thing. But I know there's been some guys where they haven't gotten a title shot. Um, But we got to just wait and see, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, like, it's it's the King of the Ring just having that bragging rights. Like, yes, it, it's, it is nice. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. I do think it elevates the superstars. But I do wish it, they gave us just a little more and gave us uh, some type of title shot. I like uh, a pay-per-view that matters. Not I don't want, like, one of those, like, C-list pay-per-views, like, a, you know, like a backlash or anything like that. Like, it has to be a one that matters and make it kind of like a Money in the Bank type of thing where it just it really seems like there's something urgent that needs to happen. Um, with that being said, um, when, when we look at this, uh, King of the Ring bracket, uh, I think there's some superstars that stand out as like, who could win and who couldn't, I think like, who does this company see as being a King of the Ring winner? And I see the names and I think Samoa Joe, Ricochet, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Buddy Murphy, and Andrade. So that's six of them. I think those six are the guys that they could see winning the King of the Ring, and I think they would be the ones who would be fitting to win King of the Ring. Well, I, um, I think this is one of the best King of the Ring brackets they put together, in all honesty. I always like to I mean, say we, this, yeah. right? But, like, don't get me wrong. We were spoiled with the talent we had when we were growing up because we were a part of the Invasion era. So, right, Vince buys all these companies. Their roster becomes stacked. However, I think the roster they have today has so much more potential than it did back then. I think it's just because of the fact that they had to go PG and the booking is a little different than it once was, is the fact that the roster really never gets to shine. So you look at this bracket and you really see a lot of winners in this because it's not even just those six names that you mentioned. There's a lot of other guys that if you gave them a little more time, they may really have the potential to be a main event star because you're talking about like also Chad Gables and Cedric Alexander's like these are guys that you know if you really like book them properly they themselves could also move into that picture yep um definitely i i completely agree with that and also just something that i really like about this if if we really do get uh drew versus andrade the nice thing about that is and i know they don't always continue they usually don't continue nxt storylines into the main roster but the nice thing about this is that andrade already has a win over drew from nxt he beat drew for his title so i think drew beating andrade would be just fine because it kind of evens them out a little bit and that will make for an amazing match anyway but like I said, I agree with you with the fact that this is one of the best uh, lined up, I guess you could say, King of the Rings, just with who they put, the roster that they put for this King of the Ring. And they've left out still a lot of huge names that could have been in here. But just what they've given us, I think is it, it's so smart. Even just putting like the, the Baron Corbin and the Apollo Crews, I like that because like I, as long as they don't move up, as long as they don't advance, because I don't think they need to at all, um, I, I think that's, that's great because it helps elevate the other stars who need who definitely need to win a lot more than they do. So I, I really like a lot of these dynamics. I like where they, they, they're going with these. So I'm excited for this King of the Ring. I'm actually kind of surprised that they've done such a great job organizing this. I wonder if uh, Paul Heyman had anything to do with this, honestly. Well, you were even mentioning it yourself earlier, but before I get into this, I want to say I completely forgot that, yeah, Andrade did beat Drew in NXT. So it's only right that now Drew gets his victory over Andrade, let alone exactly. his 
it's a more fitting win for Drew, in my opinion. It's nothing against Andrade. It has nothing to do with taking anything from Andrade because I do think Andrade is going to be at that level sooner rather than later. I just think right now Drew is a better guy to push than Andrade, at least if you were to give them a, you know, a main event title matchup. Um, but you were saying to yourself earlier, Raw and SmackDown this week, honestly, I really liked them both. I, did I think they were the best Raws or SmackDowns ever? No, but given what we're used to and accustomed to for today, you know, I think those shows were like eights, maybe nines, eight and a halfs kind of situations. Like, I was really enjoying the show. I didn't think they were absolutely perfect, but the wrestling in each show was actually great. Some of the storylines they set up was flawlessly executed, you know, it seems like now after SmackDown, they're trying to ramp up that motor, uh, momentum toward moving into Fox and all that good stuff. So I think now we're actually going to see the wrestling we want come forth because especially now that they also got to think about AEW is going to be on TV in about two months. So they got a lot to you know work toward. Agreed. And I also gave Raw an 8 out of 10 for this week. And to me, that's, I think that's the highest I've given it maybe all year. If not, definitely in a long, long time. Like I'm talking like since winter probably of this year, uh, since before the Superstar Shake-Up, that's for sure. Um, but uh, Raw, I think honestly, this has been the best week WWE has had wrestling-wise, TV-wise this entire year. I mean, they knocked it out of the park with TakeOver, SummerSlam, Raw, and SmackDown. So I think that like this is exactly what you need to be doing when AEW is creeping right around the corner because honestly, uh, as much as I've enjoyed some of the past AEW events, I've kind of forgotten about them because of WWE. And th- I've always been saying, I, look, I will give AEW all the credit and I do enjoy it and I do plan to watch it. And I've liked what they've done so far. WWE has this feel that AEW does not. And there's just this, it's the storylines and the drama and just the little details that WWE does when they do it right. Th- there's no beating it. And the roster they have, there's no, there's no comparison to their roster. Nothing can beat that. They, they had, I mean, they seriously are all the best athletes I, I have seen when it comes to the wrestling world. It, it's unbelievable. So, I mean, to me, WWE will always be number one when they are on the money. They're, they are unbeatable. So they need to keep this up because they can do what they need to do. They are the best for a reason. They just need to have a plan and, and stick to it and not be changing things last second. And, you know, they can't, it can't always be just about the money. It can't always be about the sponsorships. You do have to cater to the crowd sometimes and give, just give them what they want sometimes. And I think this King of the Ring um, bracket, I think this is exactly the great way of, of starting to do that in this week of television. If they just keep this up, I think they're on to a really, really good path. Agreed. I mean, they they have to take advantage right now of the time where AEW isn't consistently on television or pay-per-views. You know, they're having very sporadic events like here and there. So WWE has to take advantage to build that momentum because at the end of the day, whether, you know, people want to look at it like AEW is now the top dogs or not, WWE is still the number one guys. Vince McMahon established an empire. You got to remember this man has been doing this for about 50, 60 years almost. So, I mean, we got to give him credit where it's due, and he's always going to have that kind of momentum in his pocket. So he needs to take advantage of it, and he needs to get edgier as he's been doing. I mean, with Bray Wyatt, Aleister Black, Drew McIntyre, and all the characters and wrestlers that we can name at this point, you know, they really need to make sure that they, you know, play their cards wisely. Uh, But with that being said, you know, this was another great episode. I think we got a lot of great, you know, predictions in great talk and you know the future of wrestling is looking so bright you know that's why you and i do this to begin with is because 
this is something we love. You know, we're not here to put out rumors. We're not here to, you know, report any news or anything like that. We're just here to talk wrestling. And that's what I just love about what we get to do. So I think the future of wrestling is bright and there's only more to come, you know, out of wrestling, but also out of us. So with that being said, we're wrapping up another episode of SmartCast here, folks. Uh, anything you want to tell the people before I wrap it up with them, Kev? Nope. Just, uh, you know, follow us on Twitter at SmartCast, S-M-A-R-K-A-S-T. Um, you know, we, like Danny said, we are here mainly just to talk wrestling. We're not really here to like start rumors. We're not like leaking any articles or information like that. There's plenty of other accounts that are there to do that. Um, we, we, we don't do that. We're just here to talk wrestling. And so like, we want you guys to be engaged with us. Tweet us your opinions. When, whenever we tweet, um, reply to us what you think. If you have a disagreement, disagree with us. Let us know why you think that. Open up our perspectives if you think you, you need to. Uh, because sometimes like how we had Coach Jay on earlier, um, he showed us a side that I didn't even consider. So we want to take in all um, thoughts and opinions that we can and kind of formulate the best possible opinions that we can and the most authentic and valid. So uh, with that being said, thanks again for tuning in and uh, keep up with us on Twitter. Absolutely. Yeah. Please follow us on all social media. If you didn't catch Kevin say it before, it's at SmartCast, S-M-A-R-K-A-S-T. That's on all social media platforms. We have Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Please rate and subscribe us on all uh, uh, podcast platforms. Anywhere you can pretty much find a podcast. We're on Spotify, Apple, Google, Anchor, anything you could think of. Uh, but we'll be looking forward to catching you guys on the next round. Everybody take care.